Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you want more people watching your LinkedIn live videos? On this episode, Jim and I are going to be interviewing AJ Wilcox, a LinkedIn ads professional and the host of the podcast, The LinkedIn Ads Show, which will include a link to in the description. But we're going to discuss with AJ ways to promote your LinkedIn live content to help you drive more viewers. Isn't that right, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. And very excited to have AJ on. AJ is truly, when I think of LinkedIn ads, I think of him as the expert. Uh, got to see him on several live streams with uh, Stephanie Liu and some other folks. And he just always brings a wealth of knowledge. So really excited that we're going to have him today on the podcast interview series. So not only can you listen to him, but you can also watch him over on our YouTube channel. So let's bring him on. Definitely. So AJ, it's fantastic having you join us for the Launch Your Live interview series. Thanks a lot for spending just a few minutes of your time with us. Oh, thanks so much for the invite. I'm just honored to be here. So I know that, you know, you've been big in the LinkedIn ad space. You know, you're my go-to person for LinkedIn ads. Um, and I know that ads are your primary area of focus, but I know that you also have been dabbling, I think, in LinkedIn Live as well. Obviously, if you're you know, a, an ads user, you're spending a lot of time on the platform. Um, so can you kind of tell our viewers and listeners how you got started with LinkedIn ads and then when you or how you've made that transition into LinkedIn Live? Yeah, for sure. It's funny because, uh, I mean, if you would have told me 10 years ago, like, hey, AJ, and you know, in a few years, you're going to make your whole career around this platform, LinkedIn, I would have said, you're crazy. That's, you know, doesn't make sense at all. Uh, it's a little business platform that I basically put my resume on. Um, junior year of university, uh, one of my professors said, hey, you, you guys all got to join this platform. And so in 2006 or 2007, I hopped on and never really thought much of it. I mean, I did when I was looking for a job, I would use it for job searching. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty much used it as my, um, my digital Rolodex. Like, so I don't have to collect people's business cards. I just make sure we're connected on LinkedIn and fast forward. The last company that I was working for in 2011, uh, I went in to talk to the CMO, my new boss, and I laid out all of my digital marketing strategies and I didn't want to look stupid to her. <laughs> and so I, I laid it all out and she said, okay, all that sounds good. But just so you know, we started a pilot with LinkedIn ads. So see what you can do with it. And I saluted and said, yes, ma'am, absolutely. And walked away going, well, I've never used this platform before. I don't know anything about it, but I'll see what I can do. And uh, I jumped in, started figuring things out. And about two weeks later, one of my sales reps came up to me and said, AJ, we don't know what you're doing, but we love your leads. We're fighting over them. Keep it up. And so I went, what is he talking about? I logged into our CRM, started looking at the leads, and without fail, every lead he was talking about came from LinkedIn ads, and that was not the only, uh, the only channel I was running at the time. So that was my first clue that, wow, there's, there's something here that, that hasn't been appreciated yet. So I kept expanding, and uh, you know, long story short, ended up 
launching a whole company around just helping people with LinkedIn ads. Well, and it's, and it's amazing. Cause you know, it's like, you know, that was nine years ago. And, uh, I don't think people realized even back then that there were LinkedIn ads, but uh, you definitely got in on the ground floor. So I think that's that's fascinating. And it just shows you, right, if you're willing to take the time and the effort, you can learn these new tools and, and it, yeah, definitely, you know, start a whole new uh, pathway and career, especially the way business is today. Um, which kind of leads us to the next question, AJ. Why is it important to promote your LinkedIn content? content and won't LinkedIn do that for me anyway? Can I just throw it out there and everything will be great? Yeah. The really cool part about LinkedIn, there are several cool parts, but one of my favorites is the way that we reach people and the way that we talk to people, who you are professionally is what's front and center. And the vast majority of our clients, they sell things with long sales cycles, large, like high lifetime values or, or their large deal sizes. And so the kinds of people who are going to be doing those purchasing, uh, they generally are very senior types of executives. They generally represent you know, larger companies or are in the right industries. And uh, a lot of people don't know this. You guys definitely do. LinkedIn from an organic side is like it's the easiest network in the world to go viral. It's so easy. Um, I, I say easy, but you have to have a good post or something. But um, anytime that someone hits like or comment or share on one of your organic posts, it then becomes eligible to go out to some of their followers. And so you get this viral effect of being able to reach your followers, followers and your followers, 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 which is really cool. But if you have something go viral, you lose control of who is actually seeing it. So uh, the beauty, I, I think, behind LinkedIn's ads, like promoting things through there is you can set your targeting and say, I only want you to be to see this post uh, if you are VP and above at a technology company with more than 500 employees in North America. Like you can get so specific and getting your content in front of the right eyes, not just in a volume of eyes. And that's definitely a key thing. I mean, because a lot of people on Facebook, for example, they don't put their employer for whatever reason. I don't really know, but they don't put their employer or they make something up, for example, which does make the targeting extremely difficult. Like, for example, if you're uh, trying to target, as you mentioned, a VP, you know, a VP, for example, chances are they're not going to be on Facebook. You know, if they are, they're going to post very sporadically, you know, maybe once a year, maybe twice at the most. Um, so they're not going to be active. So they're not necessarily going to be on Facebook. So you're trying to get in front of an audience where the people really aren't there, where LinkedIn, we know exactly what type of user we're potentially going to reach there. I mean, we know that, you know, hey, if we want to reach the VP, chances are the VP is going to have a LinkedIn profile or one of their executives is going to be on LinkedIn and have a profile there. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, if I go, for example, over to Facebook and I want to reach, let's say I want to reach somebody who's a CEO, you're going to get a lot of this. You're going to get like CEO of none of my, none of your business, for example. <laughs> Seriously, I've seen that. You're going to get that yeah. on Facebook, for example, because people don't take the like they don't take it seriously, I guess, versus on LinkedIn, you're much more capable of reaching the right people or at least the decision makers in the business. And that's the key thing people need to think about is they're trying to reach the decision maker or at least someone who, for example, if, if the CEO is not on there, OK, who's their executive that's in charge of that? If their executive's not there, who's who's next? Hey, it's their developer, for example, or it's their head of product development or something like that. So you have lots of opportunity there to get in front of the right people. Now, in terms of uh, LinkedIn Live, um, so obviously, I mean, you know, 
being able to run ads on LinkedIn, we know that it costs a little bit more compared to a Facebook ad. Um, but let's talk LinkedIn live here as far as content. So you mentioned, you know, when I make a post, if somebody likes it, for example, it lets me sort of narrow down the focus of who can see it. Let's put that context of, of LinkedIn live. So what are some ways that somebody can enhance their LinkedIn live presence through their content, for example, um, because, and I realize not a lot of people are going to have LinkedIn live, but, uh, let's talk about, you know, like one of the criteria usually to apply for it is you have to be active on the platform, you know, but so what are some ways that you can enhance, uh, your presence and then also ways that you can enhance your LinkedIn live content when you do get that access? I love it. Uh, I actually got to interview the heads of LinkedIn's company's pages uh, on my podcast. And so I got kind of an inside look. I have some uh, uh, cool, maybe value I can provide on the subject of like how you, how you can get accepted and, and, um, and all that. But, um, and sorry, I feel like an idiot. I just like, while I was trying to tell you that I spaced on the, the question, remind me again, um, where to start. So I was asking, uh, so what are some ways that people can enhance their content, for example, for LinkedIn Live. So like, yes, so if somebody doesn't have it, what are some things that they can be doing now to potentially get LinkedIn Live access? And then once they do have it, what are some things that they can do to enhance that live content to help them reach uh, more people, for example? Cool. All right, so quite a few thoughts on this one. Uh, the one I wanna like share before I forget it again. Um, one of the coolest things about when you're using a new LinkedIn feature is the push notifications. So when LinkedIn articles came out in 2014, um, when you'd write an article, they would push it out to all of, uh, all of your network, all of your connections who had the mobile device, um, or if they were currently logged on on desktop, they get a push notification like, Hey, Jim just published an article. Do you want to see it? And they would even push it twice. So, Articles used to be the way that you would get a, long, a lot of reach on LinkedIn. And then, of course, when everyone started writing articles, when they went out to everyone, uh, they stopped pushing them. They took away the push notifications. Uh, on LinkedIn Live right now, when they first re released it, they had a push notification to all of your followers. Then they realized a lot of people were complaining because um, they were getting these all the time. And uh, and so what LinkedIn said is, well, we still like the push notification but how about let's only show the push notification to someone who has shown that they're interested in lives. So I, I think what that means is maybe someone who's attended a live before, maybe they still get the notifications. Mm -hmm. So what I might do is to kind of hack this process. Okay. If you want your, uh, as much of your audience to see this as possible before you go live for the first time, I would get real noisy about it. Like post and say, Hey everyone, I'm going live on Thursday at, you know, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, like look forward to it and have something really juicy, because if you could get a lot of people who haven't watched a live before to say, oh, OK, I I'd tune in for that. That'd be cool. Then all of a sudden, the next time you go live, even more people are getting the push notification. So plan your first one to be big. <laughs> AJ, do you think um, would using like a, a branded hashtag, like maybe for your show and getting people to follow that, do, do you think that might work as well? Yeah, I think that'd be really cool to, to own a hashtag for uh, for a show. It gives you a lot of a lot of flexibility. Um, 
one of the reasons that a lot of the uh, the LinkedIn expert community that I kind of watch carefully, uh, one of the things that they talk about is have a hashtag that all of your posts have just so you can go back and see your own content easily because it's kind of hard to just see all your own posts. And so right. that could be one really good excuse to obviously helps with the branding. Um, the more people use it, like, you know, the better it's going to be. You can monitor the the talk around your show and everything. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, and then going on to like how you get accepted for LinkedIn live mm -hmm. when they very first released it, it was very exclusive. Like uh, you had to, you know, have shared video in the past and they had to view you as an influencer. So everyone who was like uh, um, applying for it was getting turned down. Not everyone, but it was taking like three to six months before people were getting the rejection letter and people kind of got disheartened. But as soon as COVID hit, LinkedIn kind of woke up and said, whoa, going live right now is more important than it's ever been because people can't be in the office together. Um, so, you know, let's try to make this easier. And so what they did is they said, okay, uh, anyone who applies for their company page or their personal profile, if they have, um, if they have posted some kind of video, it could be like sharing a link of YouTube or uh, going live on a different platform and posting it on LinkedIn, um, anything like that. If you have, I think two video shares in the past, I'd probably say month, um, and you have at least a thousand followers, then LinkedIn goes, okay, you're, you'd probably have a good platform here. And so if you're interested, like just go and Google how to apply for LinkedIn live. Mm -hmm. And it's a really simple link. If you've been disapproved in the past, not disapproved, if you've been rejected in the past, Try again and then just know, like grow your company page to a hundred or to a thousand followers at least, mm -hmm. and then uh, share a couple videos and then try applying again. And now applications, I think they take like a week or two. They're a lot faster thanks to COVID. That, that's very useful information because I mean, a lot of people, they look at it like this. They, they get rejected, for example. And I would say this, I mean, if you do get rejected, make sure you go back and reapply as AJ mentioned. Uh, don't worry. Don't use that as a like, well, hey, it's a final rejection because it's not a final rejection to LinkedIn live. Um, so, you know, to your points also, then what a lot of people look at it and typically do is they will then go and they'll just do way too much posting. And so then it's like, OK, they go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And it's like, well, you need to find that happy medium. I, I like the fact that you shared some of those tips there, because I think those could be especially useful uh, for people. Um, who are wanting to get that access, you know, and then once you get that access, um, how, how does that work actually? So once I get access, can I lose access? Um, do you know, happen to know? Ooh. I don't know anyone who's specifically lost access. Um, I mean, obviously I would imagine if you violate the terms of service, you'll lose access. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like, okay, so if I get it and then I stop posting, like, I wonder if I lose that. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone lose it from just like, you were, you were whitelisted for it and then you didn't use it. So you lose it. I haven't seen anything like that. I, I do know when you apply, you have to say specifically, and this one's problematic for me. Um, like they don't want what they call meta streaming. So it's like, if I go live on LinkedIn to just talk about LinkedIn, they're right. like, well, that doesn't seem like you're providing enough value. But I'm like, no, I, this is the only thing I do. <laughs> so um, right. I, I did get whitelisted for it. And, uh, and I have, gone live talking about LinkedIn and I haven't gotten like reprimanded or anything yet. Um, but we're also LinkedIn partners. So I wonder if maybe 
other people wouldn't like they wouldn't turn a blind eye to it. So well, it is it is funny because it's like I kind of joke. It's like it's like the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. And I remember reading that it's like the first rule of LinkedIn is you can't talk about LinkedIn. It's like, well, OK, uh, if you say so. But uh, but yeah, but especially for you, AJ, being a LinkedIn ads, you know, expert, you would think people would want would want to watch that because they're like, hey, I can actually learn something that I'm maybe not finding elsewhere on the platform. Yeah, I would sure think so. It also seems like like shooting fish in a barrel. If someone's on LinkedIn and you're sharing tips for them on like how to do better on LinkedIn, I mean, you're in the right mindset. It's, it's the perfect timing. So it kind of sucks that they tell people that. But, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, the other reason they may push back against that also is because they have their own learning platform. And so that mm. could very well be, again, maybe that seems a little strict, but maybe that's why they're also pushing people to not do that. Um, and also, I mean, it, it could be just the type of user they want to be tuning into the platform. You know, if somebody goes there and I don't, I don't get, I don't know if like behind the scenes, they're looking at it and saying, well, Hey, we have people that seem to talk about like, you know, this topic and this topic and this topic. And, oh, there's like, you know, 30% of it's people talking about LinkedIn on LinkedIn. Um, I'm wondering if they're, they're trying to kind of stay away from that, uh, because they want the variety because they, you know, they are being very, it seems like very sort of strict with doling out the invitations, which I think is actually a great thing for LinkedIn live because it doesn't just get a whole bunch of, I mean, I'm, I'm all for getting people to use it, but you don't want everyone jumping on talking about the same thing because then what's going to happen is it's going to just ruin the user's overall experience. And then you'd be like, well, Hey, I don't want to use LinkedIn because Hey, everybody's talking about LinkedIn. Um, just a thought. But um, so as far as running ads, so here's a question I have. So can people run ads for a LinkedIn live? Do you know? Ooh, I, I am almost certain that this is coming in the future. Uh, it, it's at least not yet, but I, I do know at least one workaround. No, I, I know exactly one workaround. <laughs> uh, what you do is from your company page, you create an event and you can attach an event to a live. And this is really cool to me because when I used to go live, the only people that you're going to pick up when you just all of a sudden hit go are the people who are on the platform doing nothing. Well, surprise, surprise. Everyone on LinkedIn is on a mission. They're, they're busy. They're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I used to think, okay, the best way then to get uh, people on LinkedIn to watch a live is to have them put it on their calendar. So they're expecting it. Okay. And, and that means like pre-promoting it and saying, you know, get ready for this. But now with an event, you can, stick the the live to the event and uh, an event has a URL. So you could now take that URL and put it in a LinkedIn ad and promote it like, you know, two audiences you'd want to. Uh-huh. It's not quite as, yeah, yeah, not quite as pure as like in the future, they'll probably have, um, I know they're actually testing event ads right now. Okay. So if you had an event that had a, a live attached to it, um, they will at some point in the future have a specific ad format just for events. I also think they'll probably end up with, with a, a live specific ad format. Um, but who knows, like who knows if you're going to be willing to just immediately hop on a live from someone you've never met before. Um, when you're just around the platform, I don't know if that would be acceptable. So, um, let me just sum that up real quick. So basically people should, if they want to run LinkedIn ads to promote the LinkedIn live, create an event on their company page, put the LinkedIn live link in the event and then run an ad that is promoting the event. Is that right? Yes. And then 
they would then click on the event and click the I'm interested button. One extra little benefit that we just got um, is now on the ad side, we can retarget people who have shown interest in, in an event that we own. So now you're building up this retargeting audience that you can reach further again with ads, even if they don't actually attend. And, and I think that's, uh, that's another important thing that, that I didn't realize until I watched uh, one of your episodes is that uh, you can actually, just like a Facebook pixel, LinkedIn has a pixel as well that you can put on your website. And then that way, you know, if your targeting is working or you can target those people that have maybe visited your website that are on LinkedIn, it's like, that's, that's powerful to your earlier comment about how the fact that the people that are on LinkedIn, right? It's really, I look at it as a B2B community um, and I'm looking for these specific, uh, you know, targeted people to, to connect with. Whereas, like you said, on Facebook, I, you know, I don't know who I'm targeting. I've just, they've, but if anything, the pixel is like, all right, they were at my website. So at least I know they're interested as opposed to in a sense, fishing, right. And hoping that we catch something. Um, and now, do you think also, though, uh, I think the thing with LinkedIn and you brought up earlier, like when you first joined, it was like it was looked at as like, oh, this is where you put your online resume. I, I still feel like there's a mix there. Like some people don't realize the power of LinkedIn as as far as being a platform or or they don't like the other thing is like, well, I don't go on LinkedIn every day. So how do we is that where maybe where ads can help us more? I mean, do they? potentially email these people oh uh they they don't email them but you you can get close ish uh there's an ad format called sponsored messaging and you can you know all the other ads on linkedin you can pay per click um so you're only paying when someone shows like an action of engagement Mm -hmm. on your ad um but with sponsored messaging you pay per person you send to and it comes across like an in-mail that you, you'd probably see in your message box all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is when you send someone a sales navigator uh, in-mail, it sends something to their, their email that says, you got a message. But when you send a sponsored one, it doesn't. Um, it does only send to someone, though, if they're on the platform. So if you put this together and it sends to someone, then that means that, like, when it sent, they were actually on LinkedIn. So you're much more likely to get a more active user. But um, we have definitely seen LinkedIn growing in leaps and bounds for what people use it for. Uh, it used to be, like you said, a, a job search and like resume network. And now it's really a lot more of like a content sharing, content consumption network um, on the order of like 30 to 50 percent more time spent in the newsfeed like year over year for the last three years, people are getting it. And probably the biggest draw is, is that virality when people post on LinkedIn, it gets seen. So they keep coming back and sharing more. Wow. So do we have any other questions for AJ, Jim? Well, I guess, I guess I'd have one other question you mentioned earlier talking about company pages. Um, so would you recommend that people try to grow their company page to say, like you said, a thousand and actually go live on their company page as opposed to maybe their personal profile? Ooh, this is a good one. I, I absolutely recommend like grow your company page. Um, a lot of people and myself included, I, I've said this in the past, com- like sharing from a company page is it, you won't get nearly as much reach as if you share it from your personal profile. So you go, okay, if I only have a limited amount of time, like to spend on the platform promoting, mm-hmm. of course I want to 
spend all of that time on my personal when I post and get 10 times the views. Um, that being said, company pages serve a really important purpose. Uh, Jim, before this call or, or before we went live, you listed a really important one. What was that? Oh, the fact that if I have an experience in my profile that's not connected to a company page, when I click on it, it takes me into search and I, you know, my competition could it literally, I'm looking at all their profiles. Yeah. And uh, even worse than that, like, well, I don't know, it's probably about the same, but when you click on someone's experience, it's not going to show a logo. It's going to show a little like gray outline of a business. It, it doesn't like, it doesn't help your branding at all. Um, and when someone is on a business page, chances are they're there for like a very, what we as marketers would call a bottom of the funnel kind of reason. And I think that's powerful. Even if very few people visit your, your page or see it in their feed, the ones who come, like they're much more likely to do business with you, to request a demo. And then if you ever do decide you want to start advertising, every time you advertise in the newsfeed, they, they get to see the ad, of course, but they also see your, uh, your company page name, your logo, and the number of followers you have. So even if you're not looking to advertise yet, grow that follower count. So in the future, if you do decide to advertise, you're not putting it out with 33 followers and then no one will click on your ads because it looks like you're a, a fly by night or a brand new operation. You, you got a thousand or two thousand. All of a sudden, that's real social proof and people are going to start listening to you. Wow. Good stuff. Yeah, this is this is great information. Um, so I don't think we have any other questions, right, Jim? No, I mean, this has been great. I mean, uh, I know AJ could talk for hours about ads, but I think just thinking of how you can really retarget uh, or, or not target and retarget those people on LinkedIn that you specifically are looking for. And I know it gets into geography, like if you're trying mm -hmm. to do it just in a certain uh, region or, you know, I think how, how low of a level will it get down to uh, AJ? Is it city? Yeah, they, um, they get down. It used to be they would get down only to the metro area. But since they were acquired by Microsoft, mm -hmm. they got the Bing ad data um, for for geotargeting. So now you can go all the way down to like like uh, even smaller cities, like a, a city individual level. Awesome. Good stuff. And then I'll throw this out there, too, because we were talking about like the, the demographic reporting that you get. Um, even if you're not going to run any LinkedIn ads, if you go and create an account and you take the piece of JavaScript that they give you called the insight tag. If you put it on your website after at least 300 people have landed on your website, who LinkedIn recognizes, they start building you like, like a free demographics download of like what your site visitors look like. So without paying them a dime, they're telling you, Oh wow. The majority of the people who land on my, uh, on my website or visit are, uh, you know, directors and above, or looks like we have a lot of traffic coming from New York today. Like, what's that about? Uh, that's the level of, of reporting that you can get for free. And of course, the goal for them is going to be, you know, what can we do to show you who's interacting on the website so that you'll say, I want more of them or no, I want someone different. And then you'll go and use their ad product, but take it away. Use it for free. It's, it's good info. Great point. And then, of course, once that tag is on your website, you can then use it not only for the free demographics, but you could also use it to start building a retargeting audience. So when you do start wanting to advertise, you can just flip the switch, turn on your uh, your retargeting audience of everyone who's already been on your site. And now you have an instant warm audience. That's actually pretty cool. So I, I'm very impressed. 
I know you could talk forever, as I mentioned, um, but I know we want to make sure we respect your time and also uh, our listeners' and viewers' time. So um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best place for them to do that, AJ? Yeah, if you are interested at all in LinkedIn ads, uh, check out my podcast called The LinkedIn Ads Show. You do a search, you'll, you'll see a chubby ginger like smiling or something at you. You'll know you're in the right place. And uh, that, that's by far the best. We go into a lot of detail. It's, it's basically a masterclass on, on LinkedIn ads. Um, but if you just want to connect with me, uh, reach out on LinkedIn. Just make sure that you let me know that you heard me on the show with like a custom um yeah, like a note to connect uh, just because I don't accept ones that I don't know where they came from or if they're bound to be just like a copy paste. But if you're like, yeah, I heard you. I heard John Christian and, and uh, Jim show. Like, of course, I'll accept and I'd love to chat with you. Fantastic. Um, so I want to thank everyone uh, for joining us for uh, episode 43 of the Launch Your Live podcast, where we discussed how to promote your LinkedIn live content to help attract more viewers with guest AJ Wilcox. Remember, if you need any help with your live streaming, contact Gemini for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live. And for more information on this episode, head to launchyour.live forward slash EP43. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot for listening and for watching. Bye, everyone. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.